Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the House of Abraham. I'm your host, Andrew Nelly. This is episode 13. Well, it's a beautiful sunny day. Uh, of course, every noise-producing entity in the state of Kentucky seemingly decides to get together up the street and meet right outside of my house right as I'm getting ready to start my show. It seems inevitable every morning. Every morning it's nice and quiet until I'm ready to sit down and start the episode. And then, of course, every person decides to have their lawn mowed. Some guy just starts his chainsaw for absolutely no reason I could tell from here. Uh, so people are just making as much noise as humanly possible. So I'm going to speak a little bit louder than I normally do so I can uh, still be heard over all the noise. All right, so... Welcome to episode 13. Again, I hope you all are having a good, beautiful, blessed morning. Like I said, it's a beautiful, loud day here in Midway, uh, but beautiful nonetheless. So, we have a lot to talk about today, or at least I feel like I have a lot to talk about. Um, we'll just kind of run down these quick topics and then we'll jump right in. So, uh, I officially unplugged from Facebook. That's right. I officially permanently closed my Facebook account yesterday. This is day two of the disconnection from the matrix. Um, so we'll get into that because I've got lots to say about that. Uh, Joe Biden falls asleep at a COP26 summit and shits his pants. And we're going to talk about how we currently are not involved in any wars for the first time in almost 30 years. So we've got a lot of topics here to cover, a lot to talk about on this episode. Let's jump right in. So, I officially unplugged from the Matrix, uh, leaving Facebook permanently after pretty much 11 years is about how long I was on there. That's right, I have pulled the plug, gone off the grid, cut the cord, taken the proverbial red pill from Morpheus, for those of you who know the Matrix reference. <laughs> And lastly, I put checked out of the Hotel California, because you know how they say, once you, uh, what does he say? Oh, wow. My morning coffee hasn't kicked in yet, and I just completely forgot my funny anecdotal joke for the Hotel California. Oh, all right, it's got to get better from here, right? You can check out any time you want, but you can never leave. There we go. <laughs> Good job, Brain, for kicking in there at the last second and saving my butt. All right, so this is day two of my disconnection from arguably the largest, most pro prolific social media platform in the world's history. Uh, so how does that fit in with the House of Abraham and our political commentary, kind of who we are? Well, in 2009, when I joined Facebook, I would agree with that and say, you're right, that's, that this, this topic wouldn't fit in with who we are on this show. However... I'd say since probably 2014, 2015, Facebook has either quickly or slowly, depending on how you look at it, evolved from a goofy social media site for sharing memes, uh, connecting with family, lost friends, cat videos. I remember uh, in 2008 and 9 and 10, uh, they were still making funny memes of George Bush because people were so mad at George Bush. Jr. and they're making memes of him at Obama's inauguration and everybody was there the Clintons the Bushes the Obamas everybody 
I think even the Trumps were there. And there was a meme of George Bush not being able to figure out how to put on his rain parka. And it was a series of blocks of pictures. And the first one is him taking it out. The next one is him like looking at it with a puzzled look on his face. And then there's a whole myriad of, of series of photos of him trying to put it over his arms. And then he tries to put it over his head. And then eventually he can't figure it out. So he just lays the parka over the top of his head. It was pretty funny and hilarious regardless of whether you're a Bush fan or not. So... That's the kind of goofy stuff that was going on when I joined in 2009. Just funny cat videos, making fun of people, uh, people pretty much posting exactly what they had for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Uh, to where we are now in 2021, it is, you wouldn't even recognize Facebook from when I joined to now. Now, of course, it's a place of awful political posturing, violence, uh, hate speech, uh, people just getting into... 9, 10, 15, 20 page arguments about, uh, you know, Biden and Trump is a this and Biden is a this and, you know, uh, you know, people getting called out for COVID stuff. Now, if you say, if you even mention COVID on Facebook, you get one of those little uh, attachments at the bottom that says, you know, oh, you're correct or you're not correct or, you know, actually uh, COVID-19 is a bit of this. So, you know, Facebook has just evolved or devolved however you want to look at it, into this awful place of division and semantics and fighting. And uh, it's just a mess. And, it, you know, it's it's really unfortunate what has happened, but it is where we are currently. And it is why I took the dive. So recently there was a Facebook whistleblower insider named Frances Hagen. Uh, she claims that, and she claimed before Congress, I believe, in the Senate, that Facebook is harmful to children, uh, it intentionally creates and sows seeds of division, and it undermines our democratic process, which I would be inclined to believe all of that, because that's certainly what I've been seeing over the last seven to ten years, and it's definitely the reason why I jumped off and cut the cord. <clears throat> so, uh, Facebook goes on to, or the Hagen for the, the whistleblower, uh, goes on to say that Facebook mines all of your data in a profitable way that you couldn't even begin to understand. Uh, basically, she stated that the app and the algorithm have become so technologically advanced and fine-tuned that it can accurately guess your every move 24 hours, 7 days a week. And of course, the mic is always on. I watched a video uh, just the other day and someone was talking about how in recent time there was people suggesting to women that wanted to get married that they should go and sit by their spouse's phone and whisper into it things that they wanted the husband or wife to buy them and that they would inevitably show up on their Facebook timeline and give them subliminal suggestions of things that they should buy. So basically it showed a video of a woman kneeling down by her husband's cell phone while he's sleeping, which is creepy as hell, I might add. That's just terrifying to wake up and see your wife <laughs> kneeling by your phone, whispering into the microphone. Like that's just, when you wake up and saw that, you just be like, oh my God, what the hell's going on here? Um, so it, the video shows a, a woman kneeling by her husband's phone and she's whispering, Ellsberg Diamonds, Ellsberg Diamonds, Ellsberg Diamonds. 
inevitably so the husband will wake up and go to work the next day and look at his Facebook timeline and voila, look at that, an ad for Hellsberg Diamonds. Weird, huh? So that's terrifying. Uh, so that was noted on this video that I watched and I thought that was really interesting. Uh, so basically Hagen, the Facebook whistleblower was saying that things like that can be done on Facebook now. Uh, Facebook and the algorithm can accurately guess what it is you want, what it is you need, what you're searching for, purchases, uh, again, searching search content, uh, who you're going to friend request, who you're likely to unfriend, uh, marketplace items, all things of this nature. So all that is rolled into data mining and it creates basically an online commerce ID or identification of you. And all that is sold to the highest bidder for billions and billions of dollars. Okay, so basically Facebook hedges bets. It's basically kind of like um, a social media uh, New York Stock Exchange, if you think about it. Okay, this is being your information is being bought, bought and sold and traded almost like commodities, almost like uh, uh, gas and fuel and food and, and electronics. Your identity, the essence of who you are, is being sold on Facebook to the highest bidder, saying, I bet uh, John Smith is going to search uh, for whatever, AR-15s. John Smith has an affinity for guns, and all he ever talks about and, and discusses and posts about on Facebook is guns. So we're going to hedge bets that he's going to be in the market for a new AR-15 this year. Uh, so let's... We're going to take that information, compile it, and, and compress it, and then we're going to sell it to gun manufacturers and specifically for John Smith so they can target him and get him to buy another gun because it, in the end, they all win, right? You lose because you're being mined like a diamond, only your value is not at the very core of who you are. Your value is what your commercial essence is worth which is pretty sick and disgusting, right? So, you know, lots of people have been passing this saying around, if you're not paying for the product, you are the product. So think about that too. Facebook is 100% free, right? Nothing in this world is 100% free, but the love and grace of God. That's free. So Facebook is free because it's not free. You're paying for it on the back end. You just don't see the thousands of millions of things that are going on behind the scenes that are all built and designed to get your attention, keep your attention, and then use your own will and desires against you and make other people money. It doesn't make you money. Think about all the things that John Smith looks at on Facebook. It's not making him money. Mark Zuckerberg, lizard face, alien guy, and all the cronies at Facebook, they're making a shite ton of money off of John Smith. But John Smith isn't making anything. He's just simply the money-making tool, the cash cow, if you will. So Facebook and CEO Lizard Face Undercover ET Mark Zuckerberg, who is also known on his home planet as Zaphod Gremlinado Pants, <laughs> rather than listening to his roughly 2.9 billion Facebook users and subscribers. That's billion with a B. Rather than listening to them and listening to the whistleblowers and probably going to himself and his 
his cohorts and his uh, board of directors and saying, hey guys, uh, we're in a bit of trouble here. Perhaps we should rethink what we're doing. Rather than doing all of that, Mark Zuckerberg, otherwise known as Zaphod, Metaverse, lizard face man. <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg, Mark Zuckerberg instead pivots and creates what is now to become Metaverse. Metaverse. I feel like I need some dramatic, like scientific music, like or sci-fi music in the background when I say Metaverse. Anyway, so rather than listening to his constituents, rather than listening to the people who are use his product, which would be the 2.9 roughly billion people that are on Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg decides, nope, I'm not going to do any of those things. I'm going to instead double down on what I'm doing, not listen to all of you people, and I'm going to create this thing called Metaverse. What is Metaverse? Well, if you haven't figured it out already, Metaverse is a fully inclusive virtual world where nothing is everything and no one is everyone. But you can identify as whatever the hell you want. So basically, you can never get off your couch. Just sit on your lumpy butt on Facebook forever to the end of time. DoorDash can bring you breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Perhaps DoorDash will even instill a diaper changing service so you don't even have to get up to go to the bathroom. So you could just wear a mask indoors, plug into the metaverse, and be fully embraced and protected from the never-ending COVID-19, COVID-20, COVID-20.1, COVID-20.2, COVID-20.3, plus or minus three, carry the four, and so on, and so on, and so on, into oblivion. So when I think about leaving Facebook, uh, it's, it's a wild process, and you know people have made lots of YouTube videos about this and discussions, and I think there's certainly a lot to be said about the process of leaving something that you've been doing for 11 years. And it's really weird because when I think about the things that I've invested 10 years into, eight years into, and then I think about this, this is really like you get nothing at the end of it. Like, you know, I've invested 13 years into the United States military. And hopefully at the end of that process, at the end of that investment, I get what's known as a retirement, which is something that says, hey, you invested 20 plus years of your life into this job, so for that, you're gonna get a check for the rest of your life, or you're gonna get health insurance for the rest of your life. That's our way of saying, thank you for investing your precious life and time into this. For leaving Facebook, you don't get a pension, <laughs> you don't get a retirement, you don't get a watch, you don't get a thank you letter from Facebook or Mark the Lizard Face alien guy, you don't get anything. You just close out your account, you permanently delete everything, get your pictures and whatever else back from the machine, and then you're out. You're just out. It's almost like being uh, ousted. Of course, I did it to myself, but thank God I did. Thank God I woke up and unplugged from the Matrix. Just like Neo in the Matrix, when he wakes up and he sees what he had been plugged into and the people who were still there. But I think about how much time I've wasted of my life, the hours, the days, the years, the hours, days, and years I put into reading other people's posts about just garbly goop, garbage nonsense about nothing, nothing important, nothing that matters, nothing that's relevant. One story that I remember from when I was on Facebook, probably around 
2015, there was a girl that I had as a friend, uh, lived several cities over, and when I was living in Washington State, and I distinctly remember every three or four days, she would make a post about having constipation issues. And she would share these posts about how she would have trouble going to the bathroom, and maybe she had Crohn's disease, I don't know. And then finally, like several weeks into these posts, she would finally post, oh my God, I finally got to go to the bathroom. It was so glorious. These are the things that I wasted my hours, my precious time, the time that God gave me to live on this earth, looking at people's bowel movements, listening to people talk about their bowel movements, <laughs> the, the, the hours and years and time that I lost and wasted on Facebook, I can never get back. It's gone. It's in the toilet with that girl's bowel movements. It's gone. Permanently. I can start getting it back now, which I'm on day two now, thank God. But for those of you out there in podcast land, I understand. It's got all your pictures. It's got your family, your friends, your connections. It's tied in with everything else, all your other apps. I get it. I understand. But if I were you, I'd disconnect. Pull the plug. Wander off the reservation. Make a change. Take your life back from Facebook. Because I'm telling you, this new metaverse is some scary stuff. Mark the lizard face Zuckerberg is talking about people just existing in this digital world. Almost like The Sims, but in real life, The Sims. That's terrifying. Is that the way the world is going? Yes, I understand that. Is that the way technology has to eventually end up in that place? Sure, I get that. Are there pluses and minuses to this? Probably, as there are in all things. But this does not lead to us figuring out who we are, truly. I don't feel like, but what do I know, right? I'm just a guy that just left, broke up with Facebook. <laughs> all right, so next topic. Joe Biden falls asleep at the COP26 summit in Glasgow and inevitably shits his pants. Uh, did I make both of those up? Nope. Those are 100% confirmed by Reuters, by CNN, Fox News, pretty much every podcaster that's anybody out there in the world is talking about this. So, of course, it's my turn here at our little show. Um, so, I don't even know where to start with this. Uh, okay. So, one of the attendees that was uh, at this summit as well with our illustrious senior citizen president... Uh, described our president's farting as loud, no, I'm sorry, long, loud, and nearly impossible to ignore. That's our president, Joe Biden, the guy that all of you elected merely a year ago, um, ripping ass in the European national stage, global stage. And then he proceeds to fall asleep at the climate summit. Long, loud, and nearly impossible to ignore. That should go on his headstone when he dies. Joseph Biden. Long, loud, and nearly impossible to ignore. <laughs> wow, folks. This is what half of you supposedly voted for, okay? You all were so terrified of the orange man's mean tweets that you elected an even older white guy 
whose accolades and accomplishments this year so far have been raising gas prices, shouting and stammering sentence fragments at reporters, handing over $900 million worth of military equipment to terrorist organizations, getting lost at yet another G summit just earlier this year in France, handing illegal aliens billions of dollars that we don't have to, to give to begin with, falling asleep at the climate summit in the world stage, and finally adding the smelly cherry on top, shitting his pants in Glasgow. Literally. Wow. Bravo, Democrats. Bravo, freaking Bo. <laughs> Clearly our escaped old folks home patient president is big on climate change. As long as he gets his mid-afternoon choco pudding snacky, and as long as he gets his diapy change, and as long as he has some nappy nappy time, he's all about the CO2 conservation. As long as that CO2 is not escaping from his own fungus. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about the fact that it's 2021 and we have <clears throat> left Afghanistan, which for some people that's fantastic and that's great and that's good news and it's, you know, the direction that we should have been heading in. For other people, it was an absolute horrendous uh, shit show, mess, disaster, debacle. Um, so it's 2021 and we are not involved in any war zones. At least not that I'm aware of. And some people may argue, well, we're always involved in something. We're always helping out somebody somewhere. Someone puts up the bat signal. We go flying out in our Humvees and our helicopters to go assist, right? That may be true, and that probably is true. And of course, we can't talk about that because there may be ongoing current military uh, activities going on, and we don't want to discuss that because we don't want to give our enemies a chance to know what we're doing, right? But as far as wars that we are currently actively engaged in, it's interesting because I think about at 38 years old, when I was a kid growing up in the 80s, there was Grenada, which lasted like 15 minutes. And then there was the Gulf War, which lasted, I think, about three or four years, give or take. Um, and then we slid right out of the Gulf War into what would be one of the longest wars that our country has ever engaged in, which was the Afghan terrorist war, right? So, but we have now exited Afghanistan, stage left, and we have nothing going on. Nothing publicly, you know what I'm saying? There's there's no public wars going on. Afghanistan was a very public, everybody knew about it, everybody knew we were there, everybody knew what we were doing there for the most part, public war, right? It wasn't a cold war, it was an active engagement campaign, right? Now we have nothing going on. And I gotta say, this is interesting because for the first time in my adult life, we are not actively engaged in any kind of war campaign anywhere. It's wild because most of my life, even before I became consciously aware of what, you know, a war was or how you engage in it or where you go and how you do it, we've always been somewhere doing something. Grenada for 15 minutes, Desert Storm, Iraq, four years. The War on Terror, 2001 to 2021. We've always been somewhere actively engaged in something. Now, this is the greatest question of all time. What do we do now? Where do we go next? 
We're not in Afghanistan anymore, in theory, more or less. We're not really in Iraq, okay? You know, so what, what do we do now? What, what's, what's our next move? Does America pick a fight with somebody? Are we like that bully in the schoolyard that's just bored and looking for the next target? Waiting for the weird kid that nobody likes, maybe the new kid that's from some state that's not the current state that we're in. We're gonna go pick on him because he's got a weird jacket on or some name that we can't pronounce. What is our country's next move? I would think all of us would agree that it'd be really nice if we would just enjoy some quiet peace time. Perhaps some reflection time for us to just kind of sit back and go, Oof. 21 years, good God. Maybe we should just take a break and chill for a while before we go starting another fight with somebody in a foreign country far off away. So I just wanted to reflect on that for a minute because again, I was I was thinking about it and contemplating about it recently. I was thinking, you know, it's it's been most of my life on this earth that this country has been engaged or involved in some kind of war, some kind of war, whether it's us helping somebody else with their war or we are actively engaged in that war ourselves. We've always been somewhere doing something and now we don't have something. And it's interesting. It's like this weird, quiet lull. So what do we do with that weird, quiet lull? Do we heal our own wounds? Do we look inward, introspectively, and become a better country? Or do we find a new kid in the schoolyard to pick on? So, interesting thoughts moving forward. Again, thank you so much for joining me on this episode of The House of Abraham. I hope you guys had fun listening today. I certainly had a great time bringing news and news commentary to you. Again, I remind everybody at the end of these episodes, be good and kind to each other. Be good and kind to your democratic neighbors and friends. We, we say things and we talk about them here on the show, but at the end of the day, we love all of our neighbors and friends and enemies just the same. They deserve love and respect. We all deserve love and respect, regardless of what political ideology we subscribe to. So if you have a democratic friend or neighbor out there, give them a hug and say, hey man, I love you. And I just want you to know that. And I'm praying for you. And we're all going to get through this together. Thank you so much again. Please stay tuned for new episodes. You guys have a great Tuesday. Hey, what's going on, folks? Just want to let you all know that just because I have recently completely unplugged from the Matrix, otherwise known as the Metaverse, <laughs> Facebook, uh, you could still access all of my content. All of my music and my podcast shows will still be available on Anchor and Spotify and pretty much anywhere where podcast and music can be found. So, again, I apologize for any inconvenience, but this was the right move in the end. Thank you again so much for joining me on all of my podcast shows. Look for new episodes. Um, unfortunately, you will not be able to see announcements on Facebook, but I will announce the new episodes at the end of these episodes. So we will find a way through together. Thank you all so much for joining me and have a blessed day.